Okay, welcome back to the Bounce of the Ball. This week on the show, it's the NRL Talk. Um, we're going to have a chat about last week's round, the results, and of course, I can't go past effing BS that happened at the end of the Tigers game the other day. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple, give us a five-star review. And if you're watching us on YouTube, remember to subscribe to the channel and to like all our videos. Okay, let's get amongst it. Okay, brother. So, the results last week. Let me just keep them up on my phone. So, yeah, we had some interesting results. We had quite a few upsets, actually, for the round. Um, I was quite shocked at some of the results. I didn't go too well. Um, I actually picked Para. You boys were, I think you guys actually said it was their off week and you and you got it right. So. <laughs> <laughs> they continue being Centrelink. Um, no, the Broncos look good, mate. Um, real yeah, good. Yeah, they do, okay. actually. They do. Top four. They do. They're going to look like getting a home semi at this stage um, unless injuries occur. But even then, they managed to get through them games without Adam Reynolds, but they're going to need him in the semi. So I don't know. I'd be wrapping up that spot, looking at the rest of the table and start wrapping him in a cryogenic chamber and bubble wrap and just making sure that he's all good to go for the postseason coming up soon. Anyway, um, yeah, then St. George absolutely give it to Manly. Um, it shocked me. Were you I really Manly surprised by that? I was actually. Mm-hmm. I was. Um, Manly's played some good football in the last couple of weeks um, without Turbo. So, you know, and Daly Cherry Evans coming off the back of Origin has been playing some fairly good football. But, yeah, they looked pretty ordinary the other night. Tell you what, um, what's his name? The halfback. The nightmare from Queensland who stole the game in our hearts right in there. Benny Hunt. Um, he's oh, just he's playing such a good player, man. isn't he? I can't believe he's, he's a like, player. Yeah, he's aging like a fine wine. You know what I mean? He's like, he's he's understanding he's lost a step. So his IQ's <laughs> just gone through the roof and it controls. Yeah. It's like watching Benji with an extra step. From last year, you, you can't even I mean? tell. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say you can't even tell that he's lost a step. Yeah, I know. Um, like his mind is that much quicker and ahead of everyone else. Like he's a much better player now than he was. Well, he does ago. it all through deception now, mate. Like he doesn't require the speed to do things that he needs to do. It's just it's sleight of it's hand. One of those. You know what I mean? Footwork. Yeah, it literally looks like the game slowed down for him. Has it? Yeah, it reminds me kind of Demar. Um, when I watched Demar Rosen, how he's lost his lost a step, so he relies on that footwork and shiftiness, and he just like creates space so easily to do what he wants to do. Um, sorry, a little NBA reference. Promise I won't do it much. Um, okay, so moving on. Anyway, um, we go over to the Roosters and the Knights. We watched that one together, and all you could See do for is me. Just, you, <laughs> you're pretty harsh on the Knights, man. Um, you have expectations Mate. on them, but because you live in Newcastle, hey, I suppose like that's exactly right. You, You'd like you them to expect. be something proud to, to yeah, talk about. It's not. Are they secretly your like favorite team because you live there, but you can't like actually admit it because they're shit. Because they're trash. Um, <laughs> don't forget though, when I moved out here, Andrew Johns was still playing, so they were half decent. Danny Bateris, yeah. all those lads were still playing. True, no, it's not true. that. It's because the stadium is what 10, 15 minutes from my house. Yeah, it's one of those things that you do go down there and catch the odd game just to watch a bit of football, and that stadium is packed out every single week. Families on the hill, 
the grandstands are full. It's usually close to being sold out every single week. And I just feel sorry for those fans. They're right there, the boisterous, the vocal. People absolutely love the Knights. And the team that runs out does not match the support and love that they get. It's pathetic, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's just been... missing elements in parts. They did lose Kalen Ponga early. You said it looked like it was a bit too soft, but when we watched the replay, you noticed that his head did yeah. bounce pretty badly. And Matt Lodge's forearm, lower forearm, did clip him pretty bad around the chin. And you know what it's like, man. If you get clipped by a forearm, it's, it may as well be a fist. It's one of those, <laughs> the old swing and arm, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, getting clipped under the chin of... with a forearm is may it, you may as well yeah. be punched. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But it's one of those things when you see someone. It's happened a few times now. It starts to be a bit worrying. Yeah, but it's not only that. The fact that he didn't brace himself or try break his fall, to me, that's what's concerning. It's almost as if he was out. Um, after contact, yeah. like that's and then concerning. The, and then the bouncing opinion. in the head, kind of like, yeah, actually, like made it um, worse. Yeah, like you know, it's like yes, we've played bush football and everything else. He's but not playing for the rest of the season, is he? I would sit him. There's lots of talk up here at the moment about setting him for the rest of the year, and they should. He needs to go get scans. He needs to make sure that he's healthy, because yeah. it could kill him. Um, and it's not worth it. Yes, they pay him a substantial amount of money. But at the end of the day, a player's health comes first, in my opinion, regardless of what you earn. And he needs to make sure that he's right. Um, Look, he might come back next season and be good as gold. But I think it was um, before even the game started, I think you and I were having the conversation that he's been knocked out a few times. Well, not knocked out, but he's failed his HIAs a few times. This year already, yeah. He fell yeah, one in Origin. The one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was surprised that he played Origin 3. Um, yeah, so was he I, wasn't, actually. He wasn't I okay to play for the Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've been concussed yourself. I've been concussed. And Shocking. you and I both know what it's like. You feel like crap. You're sick. You're... It's awful. The headaches, the nausea, the... And it comes out of the blue. Like, it comes, it goes. Like, you're not okay. Yeah, but that's and... the concussion you're aware of, man. Then there's that other one. I, I think I told you about I had that terrible concussion that lasted for six weeks where I lost my higher cognitive functions. Okay, yeah. so I had to, um, after the game, like, I kind of like, you know, you had the spots and everything from the impact, and it was a shocking impact. I was cleaned out head first in the ruck in this rugby game. But after the game, I was kind of like, you know, a little bit nauseous. I had a beer. Mm-hmm. I was fine. You know what I mean? Drove home from Gloucester through the mountains and everything all the way to Smith's Lake. Do you Lake. remember the drive? Oh, yeah, most of it. And then I freaking <laughs> – the next morning I woke up and I had to sit down and type an essay because I was still at uni at the time. I, I couldn't recall anything. I, I, I couldn't type. I couldn't do anything to that effect. Like my higher cognitive function, my access to them was basically gone. It was one of the scariest six weeks of my life, mate. I, I didn't you know if I was know if I was going to get them back or anything to that effect. So, yeah, it can it can be worrying. You have to sit yourself sometimes, man. It's just not worth it. But that's you're saying that's 
the what I was describing is what you said is um when you can cast and you know about it. Yeah. Like if you have no cognitive function, to me that's worse than having the headaches and being sick and everything. Well, I wouldn't have realized it unless I was at university, do you know what I mean? I would have seen like thought I was a bit clumsy and whatnot for a couple mm. of weeks, like you do, like back before I actually had to but access the same- them higher cognitive functions. But yeah, I know I'm just saying it'd be yeah. hard to notice as much some of these yeah, really bad concussions. It, it can be harder to notice. And yeah. the prolonged effect from that from CTE is profound, man. It is profound. Yeah. Okay. So we've all seen like, the results that have come out from the NFL and you know, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodriguez, his brain scan after he killed himself mm-hmm. in prison and asked people to have a look at his brain, the encephalopathy of the that was in his brain. They said it was um, it was kind of deteriorated, like an eighty-six-year-old man with dementia. Okay, and that's that was, right. That's you know. So, wonder why he was so impulsive with his behaviour. Okay, so we'll move on from that one. That Hang on. Went down a little it's chat about frigging. That got a bit dark and weird and scientific. That one. Okay, so we're gonna have a look at Canberra game. So. They give it to the Warriors. Uh, Warriors had their crack. They actually came out really strong and they went out to a 14 point lead. Okay. So I was like, this yeah, is okay. one of those things, bro. Remember what I said to you? It's funny. I the feel faders sorry for the fade. Warriors. No, <laughs> it was the remember. Warriors yeah. Remember the first game after um, the Warriors played their first game in New Zealand? And I was like, you know what? Everyone's saying they're recharged, they've got everything going again. And the first thing I said to you was, these poor blokes have not been home for what two years. Yeah, now they're gonna drive jump on a plane and fly back to Australia. Exactly. How disheartening yeah. is that? And um, the Warriors have like, always struggled flying back and forth across the ditch, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's been their Achilles heel. And to do it after all that time, it would have just been it's, more compelling. It's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. So imagine you haven't seen your nan and your pop. They literally should have got every game for the rest of the year. At home for the rest of the season, 100%. They should have just like compensated for them, allowing them to do it for what they did for the competition. Like, like what's yeah. the what's the flight time to New Zealand? It shouldn't matter, man. From Sydney. But I'm just saying, it's what like is the flight hours. time to New it's Zealand? Like two hours, man, if that. So it's absolutely nothing. Like you fly down two days before, train, do your thing, fly back home after the game. Every single team in the NRL, in my opinion, should be playing in New Zealand. And these poor boys should be allowed to sleep in their own beds for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Here, here. I agree. So, yep. Warriors, unfortunately, um, couldn't add to that total. And Canberra just kept on adding to theirs. So, ended up winning that game 26 to 14. And it brought us to the Cronulla and the Penrith game. And Cronulla came and had a good old crack at Penrith. That was actually a it bit was of a really good game. game. A really yeah, good was. game. It's pretty impressed. Um, the big news out of it, but fortunately, Key's not here to chat with us about it. But it looks like Luai is out for a bit. He's sustained a knee injury. Um, I'm not too sure of the level or of the injury uh, or how long he's actually out for. Have you seen how long he's out for, Matt? No, I haven't. But usually with your knee, it's not. The quickest thing to get over. Expecting four to six. Um, but let's be honest, they are really good players. And um I don't necessarily think the way they play and how structured they are that he'll be a big miss, but it's not the end of the world for him, I don't believe. It's gonna be interesting to see who they bring if they bring in Sullivan to um play as a five eight when he's traditionally a half. 
So mm-hmm. I guess I'll just play a two-half attack in a sense on either side of the field. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Have you seen the team list? Um, Sean O'Sullivan's named in the sixth jumper. It's the only move I suppose I can really do. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting how that works out. So Penrith ended up winning that game in the end, 22-10. Ended up being a little white fry in the end that really sealed the deal. Uh, and he did get injured in that final, in that play. So It's one of those so, things you sit there and think resting your players maybe isn't the be yet to end all of things, is it? It's a context. Oh, I just think it was kind of situational, man. I don't think it would have mattered yeah, either way is. if he rested or not. It's a contact yeah. sport. But yeah. at the same time... Their legs kind of got in... tangled up a bit together as he was putting yeah. the ball down. So, yeah. It's one of those situations. If you were Cleary, do you start resting players like they've got like the minor premiership pretty much wrapped up um do you keep playing your full strength team every single week or do you start giving guys like kick a rest who haven't really had much of a rest and carry the team through the origin period or what what do you do no you play them mate there's a reason mm-hmm. why they only play this many games in a season not 82 okay well you play them all uh, all trust me i get it yeah. I yeah. get it. Being a context. The only, the only legitimate player. time you can rest players is last round when no one else can catch up. But that's what I mean. They pretty much have the minor premiership wrapped up. Like, what, two more wins? Um, and this like, week Brett they're playing. Molly wants to have a whinge and complain about being disrespected, mate. Um, <laughs> didn't get to have a chance have a gripe about that. Um, <laughs> mate, it would be disrespectful. It would actually be disrespectful if they rested players from here on out. Okay, to any team they face, in my mind. All right. But so the other way, Brett Morley was just an absolute joke. He disrespected the Tigers fan base by making that comment. Do you I'll think that was that. him just trying to get out of the uh, top job? No, I think that was him actually being embarrassed for a statement that got put taken out of context. Because what he was actually trying to do was put the players on blast. If you listen to his words in the press match. In the post-match press conference, he said to the players that he tried to use that as motivation for him for the week. So basically, even that wasn't enough to motivate them. That's what you can infer from his statement. And people just went, oh, yeah, they just focused on the disrespectful statement. It made him look like the idiot for saying it. But what he was trying to do was put the players on blast in a sense. And I'm just like, your methods aren't working. Then you have a look at what Gardner did last week, which we'll get to in a minute. And, um, yeah, so I don't want to get too far down the rubber hole with that. But, anyway, we're off to the Souths and the Melbourne game. Absolutely whipped them. Melbourne, four in a row. Mate, I Alarm told you today. Alarm are ringing. They're out of the four. They're in fifth position, I believe. Did I not tell you that these boys are on Struggle Street? Oh, they're on it, all right. And Bellamy hmm. admits this week he has... N- He's got no path out of it. They've just got to like knuckle down and just got to persevere play at the moment. Yep. The one thing They're that they have down in a fullback everywhere all over the league. They've asked every club if they can borrow basically their best and second best player for the rest of the year, and everyone's like, "Nope, nah, get stuffed." <laughs> Why would you want to help them? Um, it's honestly one of those things. And what I think they play the Raiders. I want to say this week. Do they not? They're playing the Warriors in New Zealand, my bad. They play the Warriors, dude. Okay, so they play the Warriors this week, do they? Yeah. They're but they are playing in New Zealand. They are breaking that hoodoo, man. 
the Warriors will come at them and they'll be like, have their crowd behind them charging them up. And mm-hmm. the Warriors do have a record of upsetting Melbourne, but I can't see Bellamy letting his team go down for the fifth time in, in a row. Yep. So Melbourne went down to the Bunnies. The Bunnies are lethal at the moment. Um, people were scoffing at the idea that they're premiership contenders two weeks ago. I don't know, man. The defense is tightening up. People are fickle, eh? Keeps on getting better. People, People are, are fickle. fickle. You don't understand. Like, like they're a little bit out, and they're still ramping up. And Latrell is getting dang, looking more and more dangerous every That's time. That's what I'm saying. Played. The way he was bloody shrugging people off and fending everyone in that game, ridiculous. He's, um, he's a beast. He's a beast. Um, yeah. It's one of those things. The way sport works in this country. Um, is weird. The fact that the minor premiership isn't as highly regarded as the grand final. Um, yeah. That's what you're gearing up to. You're gearing up to the grand final. Everything before that is irrelevant as long as you make that final dance. Yeah, it's a devalued minor premiership where it shouldn't be. It's like that, that actually showed who the best team is all year. Where That's right. The grand final is only reflecting the best postseason team. Yeah. Look, they are all professionals. It's, and it's literally a new competition. Yeah. At the, the end of the day, they're all a new pros. competition altogether. Yeah. And in my and opinion, that's why they're two they're trophies, all... but we devalue the minor premiership by calling it a yeah. minor premiership. You see, in my opinion, they're all it's professionals. It's a language of If you didn't call it a minor premiership, people wouldn't have devalued it as much. Mm. I just sit there and think they're all professionals, and as a professional team you can beat another team in a one-off game that doesn't mean always. as much beg your pardon always yeah to me yep. everything you do over the course especially of the season in the finals man yeah dog always seems to have his day in the finals bro that's right but not only that like you're dealing with injuries at that point in time um yes you deal with injuries all season long i get that but this is a one-off game there's no tomorrow like it's when now you're going home. It's completely In 2005, I watched the, you know, the Tigers be written off against the Broncos. Wiped them off the park. Next game, they're playing St. George. Yeah, not a chance. We've got a St. George and Parramatta grand final coming up next week. Everyone's planning for. Next thing is Tigers beat St. George. <laughs> and then North Queensland leave freaking Parramatta scoreless and end up facing the Tigers in the grand final. Absolutely ridiculous postseason that one, mate. Absolutely loved it. As I said, you're not necessarily the best team in the comp though, are you? I know it could be argued that year. We finished fourth. Our attack was ramping up. We beat everyone significantly on the way there. It wasn't like close games or anything like that. So, no. But you finished fourth. That's the point. Yeah, because of because of the way we started the year, okay, which is shows, but it's not how you ending. start, bro. It's nah, how, it's how you, you finish. finish. <sighs> <sighs> oh, so looking yeah. at the um, just quickly looking at the next game, um, yeah, Bulldogs, dogs. Listen, I'm filthy at uh, the dogs. Okay, they got out, absolutely smashed the Titans, and allowed them to get within ten points of them. Now I'm mm-hmm. not sure if wasn't twenty two four or something like that. Something like that, and end up being thirty-six to twenty-six in the end. Um, I'm absolutely filthy at the dogs because there is a race for four and against at the bottom of the table there, and mm-hmm. <laughs> if 
if justice Sorry. was properly served, uh, that wouldn't be an issue. But because the rugby league gods decide not only they have they abandoned the West Tigers, um, they've also decided to week in, week out, feed on the fans' pain. So, yes, we're all aware of what happened. The Tigers actually won the game the other day. That will never be taken no, away from no, you. No, no, no. There's a soft you whistle. Fuck yourself, okay? Um, I'm not editing that. I'm not beeping it or refuse to. Fuck you, okay? So... <laughs> It was a soft whistle to signify the end of that mate. play. He hadn't whistled full time, mate. I was absolutely done. Absolutely done. So the game itself, the Tigers got out to a what great an ending, start. Eh? Unbelievable start. And then I watched Jeremiah Nanai absolutely tear into us. And I'm like, okay, we're expecting this. Then a miracle occurred. Um, well, not really. Dane Laurie played an absolute phenomenal game and him and Adam Dewey absolutely stood up and just took complete control of the game in the last six minutes. What Dewey did to create that final try is seared in my memory, man. He just punched that line, carried defenders and then hit Dane on that offload. For Dane to be there and hit it so sharp at that angle, correct. oh, mate, it was glorious. I got up, I rode that horse all the way home, mate, fed Stafford Tar, Man, that kid should be celebrated for having you. Know, he's had some rough patches of defence this year, but he scored a phenomenal try, and that should be celebrated. But instead, we had to deal with the absolute chaos that occurred in the last second of this game that I don't believe should have actually been there. So someone actually said on Twitter that it's actually a minute and 20 seconds that you have to kick a goal. So that means there should have been two seconds on the clock, not one second. I previously thought it was 90 seconds that you have to kick a goal. So but first things first, if just, that was the case. Just a question for you. Yep. Knowing that it's the end of the game, why doesn't Dewey milk it until He did. The he ref... entirely milked the clock till it was zero. But it wasn't. And then yeah, he, but it then wasn't because the ref, the ref and then that added time whistle. back on. Dewey watched the big screen. This is how it actually all unfolded. Dewey was watching the big screen, waited for it to tick down to zero and took the conversion attempt. The scorekeeper then added one second to the clock and the Cowboys had an opportunity to kick off. And this is when the fiasco occurred. Yeah, but what So I'm what makes things worse, you, what, what makes things absolutely worse is that when Ashley Klein, the man who was in the bunker, first checked, so I can't even, I'm not even get to the point that they challenged it, man. Like it's happened, it shouldn't have happened. I, I think that's where the legal problem is going to be occurring. But then there's a you challenge. You're never going to win that. Deemed. I can't even understand how it was deemed a penalty. Like, you can't blame the ref. The bunkers awarded this penalty. Why isn't the bunker looking at everything like they're supposed to? Okay, can I Why blame the not... ref for even allowing the challenge to occur in the first place then? Not necessarily because he's been Why? told by the bunker that it's okay. But the bunker can't Don't forget that. that. Then bunker's not supposed to. But they're telling him, yeah, yeah, they've got a challenge left. So, look, I don't understand what they to were be challenging. Used within the minute, with, to be used within the 80 minutes of the game. If a decision wasn't no, called no, 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 no. No, but here's, but here's the problem, though, dude. Okay, the framework of the challenge system is that it has to be a stoppage of play, okay? There has to be a call made, essentially. So that's what the I was Tigers couldn't to say. challenge. The Tigers could not challenge the fact that Dane Laurie 
earlier in the game, had his foot in the in goal, took a ball on the full, and the referee said, no, you're in the field of play, play on. Now, the bunker didn't intervene at all. We weren't allowed to challenge that either because no call, it was a non-call. You know what I mean? Like he'd made the call, but a whistle wasn't blown. So only you're only allowed to use a challenge in a breakdown of play. So this is why earlier on in the year, we had issues with the challenge system when players believed an infringement was caused against them and the referee was going, no, 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 play on. So they'd lay in the ruck to create a penalty situation and then turn that's around. A different phase. And challenge that's a different the phase. That's a different this phase is, to play. But this is, no, but listen, this is how what people were manipulating the system at the start of the year, okay? To create a stoppage of play. So there's no stoppage of play actually created at the back end of the game because he said that it was the end of the game. And then but he, he waited all this that's time, what, right? He was being prompted by the bunker. And this is where Lee Hadjapentalis, our chairman, who, thank God, is a lawyer and runs one of the biggest law firms in Sydney, is having a look at this from a legal perspective and trying to actually establish a chain of evidence to understand and ascertain like the actual what what happened what was the conversation what is the transcript between the bunker and the referee have you listened to the conversation that he's having on the field of play though like you can't hear what the bunker is saying but the ref was asking if they had a challenge up their sleeves or not but that's irrelevant the games. No, it's not irrelevant over. because he hasn't blown. No, but he hasn't blown full time. That's what they're arguing. And that's what the ref is saying that I haven't blown full time yet. And regardless, if there's an infringement or whatever it is, so all this is the fucking end- semantics, bro. Okay. I don't want to really get into this shit because it's pissing me off right now. Okay. So the thing that's like, let's just get to the nuts and bolts of it. Was that a penalty? I don't think it was a penalty. Do you know anyone? You've spoken to who thinks it's a penalty. Kenty does. He's one person. And he's I think he's playing <laughs> devil's advocate because like we can't all just be saying the one thing in the media. Okay. He's trying to be a dick about it. He's talking about black and white interpretation and frigging um discretionary interpretation. Okay. <laughs> That's the differences he's talking about. And he goes, You ever want to one way or the other? I'm like, no, it's it's bullshit. You can have a black and white interpretation and apply discretion. Okay, black and white interpretation. This is what this is the issue with the actual, um, uh, you know, the decoy runner obstruction rule that we have. Yeah, that always needs discretion applied to that in a goal line, because I am so cynical of players taking a dive. Okay, they know what they're doing. None of them can mm-hmm. make that breakdown. That tries a try no matter what. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's where discretion needs to be applied. I think to a black and white rule, and mm-hmm. same in this sense, man. Like the kid, dead set was looking at the ball. He never like looked at the player to run a, a line to run him off a line because he wasn't looking at him. Unless the kid had eyes in the back of his head. I want to know how any person watching that footage derived intent from it. Well, we have two. Okay, we have Ashley Klein and Paul Kent. Look, the way I look at it is. <sighs> It's really hard to justify, and I'm struggling to try to justify it. You should not referee a game differently in the 80th minute to what you do in the first minute. And in the first minute and every other kickoff in that game, people did the exact same thing where you come off your wing, you're looking at the ball, and you're running towards it. 
the reason for that is if the player under the ball doesn't catch it, you're in a position to catch it when it bounces. Yeah. That's human nature. Like, you follow the ball. Yes, the referee sat there and called no um, blocking. No escorts. So Im- yeah. immediately they've attributed any action that may look like it could be interpreted as an escort as an escort because they're, they're looking for it, dude. What are the Tigers players expected to do in that situation? Stand there and watch the ball. Because Peachy. it's the end of the game, Peachy. you're supposed to be wrapping the ball up and making sure that the other team can't get it. If I'm that winger, I'm running in to cover the ball in case it bounces and, Pete and Dano doesn't catch it on the full. Like, it's sketchy stuff, man. If the Tigers tried to pull that shit, I shit you not, they would have looked at us and laughed and went, go away. They wouldn't have even went upstairs. They would have said, they would have said it's full time. Go away. Question for you. Kyle Felt, with that bloody amazing dive he did, right? Don't praise that was before. <laughs> that was before your player got tackled with the ball, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Dane caught the ball as that was happening, and then uh, Cohen Hess come and tackled Dane as he was lying on the ground. Completed so the technically, tackle. The so technically, the game had an end. Of- the thing you're talking about is like an illegal no. play that was done by Kyle Felt in an actual flop, dude. Okay. Like he ran into the back of a player, impeding an actual how. a player in the attacking line from making a play at the ball. You think about that. If that happens, if you tackle a player off the ball, right? Because old mate wasn't facing him. That's what actually happened, dude. It wasn't an escort. Kyle Felt took an attacking player off the line of the ball. Right. That's an actual not, interpretation that is mate, legitimate. Mate, mate, hear me out. I'm not arguing with it because I don't think it's a penalty. I think it's a no call either way. Two players running towards the ball to try a challenge for the ball. I don't think it's a penalty either way. North Queensland, North Queensland, in my opinion, were not trying to recover that ball because they kicked it further than the 10. It was not a short kickoff. They were literally just kicking off to end the game. It was an intentional play, a cynical play for a penalty. And I they just, got it. I do not believe they were. Tr- they thought they'd get that call. They thought it. Be- they knew they could put the... That, what they did is they're a top two team, right, whose who's coach earlier in the year had put a lot of pressure on the refereeing body to give them a fair crack at everything, okay? So... Chad Townsend knows that and he puts pressure on the referees all the time to make sure they like it's just oh, it's some gamesmanship at the highest degree. And people respect it, but I just it's copper loss, dude. Just copper loss. Yeah. I'm there. At the end of the day, I don't think it's a penalty. I'm just looking at it from the ref's perspective here. I'm trying, I'm playing devil's advocate at the end of the day. And all I'm saying it's to you be is... with me, bro, on this topic. <laughs> ah, mate, I seen it and I was shocked. Yeah. I messaged you right away. Yeah. And anyway, all I'm saying is technically, the, whip, the game does not end until there's a stoppage in play. Always throughout uh, the history of the game. Once the game's over, you can't adjudicate on stuff. They're like, I'm sorry, the game's over. That happens so often, man. It's like, it's something you can have a look at later. I'm not, I'm not arguing. Way. I'm not arguing this at all. All I'm saying is that 
technically the game's not over until there's a stoppage in play. Uh, it's just West Tigers Half. law, okay? It's as simple as that. <laughs> Murphy's yeah. law is his thing in Australia, as everyone knows, but there's also this other thing. It only happens for us West Tigers fans called West Tigers law. Anything that can happen, fucking will happen, bro. That's what happened on the weekend, man. I knew with one second left, it wasn't over. I, I couldn't get up and actually like enjoy my celebration. I loved it and I knew it. I'm like, this is amazing. And I saw that one second kick back on the clock and I become Larry Bird just knowing, fuck, Michael Jordan's on the other team. You know what I mean? Like something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it just felt like. I just knew. Magic Johnson. Oh, they're going to they're gonna do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh no, it was in the, um, when he was a coach. They're celebrating Reggie Miller's three-point shot when he starts dancing and stuff. And you look over yep. and like the empire in is going off. And then you pan over to Larry Bird and he's just staring up at the clock like this. It's like 0.6 of a second left on the clock. It's like that. He's just stoic as Michael Jordan's on the other team. So that wraps us up for another week. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify podcast, please give us a five-star review and a follow and share us on the socials. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and like all our videos. Okay. See you next time.